This is Oasis City Radio Music. This is Oasis City Radio Music. This is Oasis City Radio Music. Twenty-four hours a day at oasiscityradio.com. Tune in, iHeartRadio, and the Oasis City Radio app. This is Oasis City Radio music. Oasis City Radio. in the will of God and moments that alter the course change everything it's like there was before this moment and after and I say this not to be cute or anything but I remember are you single people listen I remember the moment that my bride she stepped out from behind the building and came walking out and it took my breath away I look like this I look like this and because she's sneaky and at the rehearsal, she played the wedding march song, and then for the wedding, she wrote a song for me. And it, and it took my breath away. And, and it reminds me of, of this moment. Just a moment ago, when you, when you come into the presence of God, you're saying, all, all hail, King Jesus. Yep, yep, yep. And you, you know he's good. You know he's king. You know he loves you, but when you, when you see him in his splendor and in his beauty, and he shows up just for you, takes, takes your breath away. Today we're, 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 we're walking into a greater revelation and understanding of who he is and this sound of hunger that we hear is just the beginning because this morning we prayed God draw people to yourself God increase our hunger for you God let us desire you more than anything and then he shows up Do you know he really, 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 really loves you? He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And you can know him in an incredible, personal, real, 
take your breath away. Kind of knowing. So Lord, we give you praise. We love you, God. <laughs> you first loved us, but God, we, we love you. Our hearts are full today, God. And they're overflowing, God, with, with love for you, with appreciation for you. God, I, I'm struggling for words here because I don't know how to put it into place. But Lord, I know that I love you, God. And there's nobody like you. We love you, God, and we want to know you. We thank you that we can know you because you sent your son, Jesus, and he made a way for us. That he was the bridge between our brokenness and your perfection. And he said, only through me can you walk in relationship with God the Father. And so, you, Lord, we say yes to you today. Yes to knowing you, Lord. Father, we repent of anything in our lives, God, and we say yes to you. Wash us clean today. Make us new, God. We, we're followers of you today, God. We love you. All of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength, God, we love you. And we say, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We're going to change some things up here today and do it a little differently. So um, there, there's something that I need to share with you because God's really laid it on my heart. And, and it's all about Him and His presence. Uh, and so it just takes us, I believe, a step further into what he has for us today there's more and so in us seeing the word and opening up the word today we can know him in a deeper way we know him in a great personal way right now and in, in experiencing him but but there's more that we can know about him by coming into right understanding by understanding truth today and so i want to talk to you for for a few minutes today and then we're going to express some things to God again. Is that all right? Is that good? Thank you, Lord. Are you glad you came to church today? Wow. Well, you can, you can uh, sit where you're at or sit, find a seat if you want to or do this however you want. And uh, middle schoolers, you can, should I stay or should I go? That song's older than me. Uh, there's lots of room on this front row right here, too, if you want to join us up here. And uh, uh, you, you know how to give, so go online and give. Maybe, maybe ushers, I got a feeling. Can you just put, can we get a couple baskets up here? Let's just do this this way today. And I know this is a change, and I know a couple people are freaking out, but it's okay. Because um, somebody grab, all right. God might be a, forgive me, I thought you are going to mute the mic there, I'll give you a second chance, got it that time, thank you Lord, isn't he good, do you appreciate our team, do you appreciate your team, come on Jesus, God is so good. And he wants to know you and, and wants you to experience him uh, in a greater way than you've experienced him up to this moment. He's closer than you think. He's nearer than your breath. And he wants to walk in relationship with you. I'm sweaty and I'm cold. Is that all right? Thank you, Lord. Psalm 22. If you're new here, that is Jesus. He's the reason why we're here. We come to know him. We're glad you're here, but we're, Jesus doesn't show up. Doesn't matter. Uh, and so we'd love to say hello to you after the service out in the lobby. And um, 
You guys know how to give. Psalm 20, 22. This is really important because this is, I think, taking us somewhere today that we need to go. How many of you know, well, we've been talking about worship, a blueprint for worship. Bill's talked about the last two weeks, and how many of you know we were created to worship? It's who, who, what we were created to do, and, and worship is communion with God, and we were created to be in relationship with Him, and, and so I think we need, just need to continue that, and, and I want to talk to you for the next couple, couple weeks uh, on this topic, uh, the purpose of your praise, the purpose of your praise, and, and there's something so important, church, that we get here uh, it's no coincidence, I think, that we preached first service, and then this happened, second service. I mean, and so, and so there's something here. We're, listen, we're on a journey, but we're going deeper. Like, you know what I mean? We're, we're, not, we're not satisfied. Like, this is amazing, but we're pressing in, right? You know, one of the mistakes the church has made in the past is that they camp out where God is, and then when God moves, they, they like where they're at, and so they stay camped there. And, and so we got to continue to pursue the Lord and everything he has for us and a greater revelation of who he is and understanding and, and relationship. So uh, I'm going to attempt to explain some things to you here today and, and do my best. Psalm 22, verse 3. Yet you are holy. O oh, you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Other translations say, you who inhabit the praises of Israel, the praises of your people. Verse 22, and I will tell of your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. Verse 25, from you comes my praise in the great assembly. I shall pay my vows before those who fear him. Verse 27, all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will worship before you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence. We acknowledge your nearness. We thank you for who you are. Lord, would you just continue to usher us into your presence, that we would follow you, God, as, as you were, the cloud by day in the Old Testament and the fire by night. God, our eyes today are fixed upon you. We want to know you in a greater way, in a greater way today. Lord, may your word today that is living, that is alive, and it's in a person named Jesus Christ. Lord, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Lord, may it, may it separate in us, God, those things that we thought were true but are not, and what your truth is, your word. Lord, may, may your word sink deep into our hearts and bear fruit and much fruit and fruit that remains in us, that we would leave here changed, not just an encounter with you, God, but a greater understanding of who you are, an understanding of truth. And so we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give me all the house lights you got, if you can. And, and Psalm 22, guys, you are enthroned upon the praises of Israel's, or he inhabits the praises of his people. I want to talk to you for just a few moments about this. God inhabits the praises of his people. And what does that look like? Uh, there are times when we think we know it, but then God shows us that there's more. And, and today, no matter what it is that you understand about praise or what you've been taught or what you know, and I'm going to ask you to, to open up your heart and your mind and your heart to receive from God today, to see what he has for you, because I believe there's a greater understanding. You know, there's been a worship movement that has swept this nation, really the world, in probably the last 20 to 30 years. Um, we understand what worship is in a much greater way because of those that have gone before us. But, I mean, the, 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 the worship movement that's happening even in, in music is remarkable, guys. Remarkable. Listen, there are, there are evangelical churches writing songs that 20 years ago, they would have been kicked out for believing. 
Because worship is power. And when you're, when you're writing scripture, all of a sudden, it can change the way even that you, what you think and what you believe, right? Worship has that power. Music has that power. And so, so there's, a, there's a movement sweeping the nation, and we're in the midst of it. We're writing this wave of worship that I believe when you look back on the course of human history, we've never seen before. That people are understanding that when you worship the Lord, God draws near. And you can't help but think that everybody loves to be in the presence of God. God's presence is good. It's where incredible things happen. And so believers and unbelievers, new believers and older believers, they love to worship because when God's presence is there, God's presence changes everything. And so we're in the midst of this movement. And, and, and I believe that while, while praise is part of worship, there's an element of worship that we as a church must, must have a greater understanding of. We need to understand the power of your praise, the power of our praise, the, 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 the purpose, the very purpose of why God created praise. And, and I want to talk to you about that for, for a couple of minutes today and then probably a little bit next week, and we're going to get somewhere, all right? See, the word praise is really pulled from three Hebrew words in the Old Testament when you look at it. One of them, meaning, I'm trying to get them in order, but one of them is this. It means to move or to dance. The other one means to, to, to shout, to make a noise. And the other one means to, means to sing with instruments. So there's this understanding that when praise is translated in the Old Testament from these three Hebrew words, that, that there's movement, there's vocalization, there's singing, there's dancing. That is what praise is. You can't separate the two. Are you with me? You know, it's like tithe meaning tenth. You know what I mean? You, you're not tithing if you're not giving tenth. Well, you're not praising if you're not vocalizing, if you're not singing, if you're not dancing. Like, you can't separate them. Do you got me? In the New Testament, there's this, there's this word and, and in the Greek that is most often translated praise. And the word in English translated means this, to give thanks. But here's, here's the unique part about it. It's similar to the word that means that we translate to bless. But here's the difference. To give thanks talks about giving thanks from a, from a place of relationship and knowing where to bless someone you can do with a stranger. So think about it in your own life. You can bless someone. God bless you. How often do we say that? God bless you too anyway. But to give thanks for someone means that you have to at least have an understanding and some sort of relationship with them to understand why it is that you're giving thanks. So there's an intimacy connected to praise that we don't see in the Old Testament, but we see in the New. That praise is actually speaking of a, of a relationship and an intimate relationship with God when we praise him from a place of thanksgiving. And there's something here that, that I want to read to you, and it's a quote from C.S. Lewis. And I was going to share it next week, but you get it this week too. Is that all right? C.S. Lewis says this, and, and this really challenged my thinking when it, came to, when it came to praise, because I'm going to talk to you about a couple myths today, but, but I always thought that praise was just the gateway to get us into worship. You know, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, the psalmist says. Enter his courts with praise. That, that praise was the place in the outer courts and in the inner courts was worship. And, and that is the model in the Old Testament. It's the tabernacle and it's what it looks like. And that still holds true. And yet, there's an intimacy and a knowing of God in praise that is, that is very different from worship. C.S. Lewis said it like this. He says, therefore, praise not merely expresses, but completes the enjoyment it is its appointed consummation in commanding us to glorify him. God is inviting us to enjoy him. In commanding us to glorify God, glorify him, God is inviting us to enjoy him. I want to take you on a quick journey today, a journey of praise. And for us to understand what God talks about and how we can know him in a greater way today. And it's so connected to where we're at Psalm chapter four, verse seven says this, you put gladness in my heart. Gladness, God put gladness in your heart. Something about that scripture connected with me this week. I was reading that and I thought, gladness, I know that word and it's good. 
See, I've been on this journey uh, of, of emotional health, on a personal journey, where I'm getting more in touch with my emotions. Because there are times that I feel emotions, but I don't know what they are. And so I, I paid someone and sat down on their couch and began talking to them about this. And one of the things that they told me was they said, uh, here's something that you need. And so they gave me a, a, a picture, and I save it on my phone. It's in my favorites. Uh, and, it looks, and it looks like this. It's, it's a little wheel, and it's got 97 different things in it. And I looked at that, and I said, uh, uh. So she said, okay, here, use this one. And I said, oh, that's much better. In the professional world, this is called the children's uh, feeling wheel. But it's been very helpful for me. And if you look closely, you can see uh, there's happy at the top with a smiley face. Because, see, I, I kind of thought there was just good and bad. I don't think anybody can relate, but good and bad is what I thought. Happy, I know, is good. What's the word underneath happy? It's glad. And so the psalmist tells us that, that God put gladness in our hearts. And I said, I feel that. Gladness. Because, you know, the psalmist also said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. So this is, that's kind of like my, my reason for going to church. I, 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 I'm glad, and I hope you're glad. If you're not glad, I'm going to ask you if you are glad. 90% of the people are going to say yes, so you're going to feel peer pressure to say, yeah, I'm glad to be. I'm glad I'm here. That's how I think. So there's this gladness that God puts in our hearts, and it's, and it's a feeling. And today I want to take us back to the beginning. Like, like put away your, your doctoral studies and your theology degree and pull out your children feeling will with me for a moment. And let's take a look at praise from a place of foundation and we can say maybe what is God speaking and saying to me today? He not only puts gladness in our heart, the psalmist says, but in Psalm 33, verse 21, it says, Our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his name. You see, there are feelings and there are emotions that God puts inside of us. I want to talk to you today about a few myths and things that I believed and some of you believe about praise. Things that are, that, that are half-truth, mostly lie, you know, they're not the whole picture. And one of the first things that I grew up believing, I grew up in church, and I saw people praising exuberantly. And to me, it was just emotionalism. It's emotionalism. Those people aren't super emotionally stable, so they get really excited when they get to church. I know that's just me and my, the way that I grew up as thinking as a kid and an and adult, but that's what I thought. It was emotionalism. Praise was just emotionalism. But the scripture says he put gladness in our hearts. So wait a minute. God has something to do with putting emotions in us? So you see, I believe that praise is not just emotion. Praise is emotion. It's not just emotion and emotionalism, but actually praise is emotion. It, it, it's, it's actually, I wrote it like this. It's actually a God-given, Holy Spirit-filtered, uniquely yours, emotional expression of your relationship with God. Praise is this, is this Holy Spirit-filtered emotion that, that goes up before the Lord that says, God, this is my expression of who I know you to be, and I'm just going to let it loose. And so here is my pure emotion to you. Praise is emotion, and it is good. It's good. It's supposed to be emotional. It should be a place where we can release our emotions to the Lord. You see, praise starts as an inward emotion. That's the journey. If you don't have praise in your life, I'll tell you this, it starts in your heart, and it starts as an inward emotion. One of the other myths that I believed was this, is that you know, it's, it's not my, just not my personality to praise like they do. It's 
not my personality. Um, you know, those people are, um, are just like that, so they praise God exuberantly, but, but God, I'm just not like that, so that's not my personality. I don't know if you've ever believed that or not, but that's what I, that's what I believed. Um, and then I read the Bible. No, wait a minute, because it's so easy to stay in our comfort zones where we're at and to say, oh, God, they're emotionally unstable. Oh, God, they're, they're, that's just not my personality. That's cool. That's cool. They're stable, Lord. They're emotionally stable, but, but they just have a different personality than I do. Psalm 148, I was going to read a verse to you, but it's all good. Hope you read it this week. If you're not part of our Facebook Connections page, you didn't get the memo, but, but join it because, God, uh, it's good. Psalm 148, praise the Lord. doesn't say praise the Lord, you sanguines, does it? It doesn't say praise the Lord, um, you outgoing ones. I think it just says praise the Lord, exclamation point. Um, Praise the Lord from the heavens. So actually in heaven, they're praising the Lord. Praise him in the heights. So heavens and heights are two different places, but they praise him in heaven and in the heights. Verse 2, praise him, all his angels. The angels got to praise? Well, it's not my personality, but the angels will praise because that's the angels, you know. Praise him, all his hosts. Okay, God, you got angels and hosts praising you. That's cool. Not my personality, Lord, but they can praise you. Verse 3, praise him, sun and moon. Okay, God, it's not my personality, but, but when the sun rises, it's praising you. And, and the going down of the sun praises you. And as the sun is going down, the moon is coming up, and it's praising you. And it's not my personality, Lord, but the sun and moon can do this. And all the stars of light, so God, when the, all the stars that are out there, the very few that I can see, they're all praising you. At night, in the darkest hour, the stars are praising you. Tonight, when you see that meteor shower, it's going to happen tonight. It's supposed to be cloudy, but meteor shower tonight. They're praising God as these big burning balls of fiery gas are flying across the sky. They're praising God. <laughs> It's not my personality, though, Lord. <laughs> Praise him in the highest heavens and the waters that are above the heavens. Wait a minute. There's water above the heavens. And that water's purpose up there, Lord, is to praise you. God, you created water up there, and you just wanted to praise you. Whatever it does up there. You know, God, I'm feeling a little guilty. I wish you would have made me a little bit more of an emotionally expressive person, Lord, because that's just not my personality. Let them all praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He has also established them forever and ever. He's made a decree. They will not pass away. Verse 7, praise the Lord from the earth. Okay, God, you're getting close now, aren't you? The the earth. The earth's going to praise you. Sea monsters? And all deeps, wait a minute, verse 7. If you don't have your Bible, it's there. Verse 7. Praise the Lord from all the earth. Sea monsters and all the deep. All those things are praising you, God. Fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind fulfilling his word. He says mountains are praising him. And he throws in for all the, all the Pittsburghers, all the hills. All yins, he said, all the hills too, the mountains and them hills, you're going to praise the Lord. He said, fruit trees and all the cedar trees, beasts and all the cattle, creeping things and winged fowl, kings of the earth and all peoples. Wait a minute. All people, God, even if it's not my personality, all people, princes and judges of the earth, both young men and virgins, 
Oh, men and children, has he got you yet? Let them praise the name of the Lord. God cares enough that he's going down by list and saying, listen, I'm going to get you one way or the other. Everything that I have created is designed to give me praise. And that includes you and your personality. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name is exalted. His glory is above the earth and the heaven. He has lifted up a horn for his people. Praise for all his godly ones, even for the sons of Israel, the people that are near him. Praise the Lord. I think it's all of us. Jesus, I think with this in mind in, in the book of Luke, He said this in in Luke 19. He's walking into Jerusalem knowing that he's going to be crucified. What he's facing. And it says, as he was going, they were spreading their coats on the road. And as soon as he approached near the, the, the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began to praise God. This isn't just the 12. This is the 70. And these are the hundreds that are following him. And they began to praise God joyfully with loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. And they were shouting. And what were they saying? Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven. Glory in the highest. Now they're declaring the coming of the Lord in a Roman-occupied state where it was treasonous to say anything about Caesar. Their very words could have brought them death at the moment. And yet they had to praise the Lord. But listen to this. Some of the Pharisees, say Pharisees. Pharisees. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. You have to remember that the Pharisees were the religious ones in the temple. They were so bound by religion that they missed the Son of God. They were so bound to tradition and, and obeying every law that they missed Jesus. And what we'll find today is that there is always a spirit of religion that will tell you, you need to be quiet. Wow. And this spirit of religion, now just to be clear, for all the new people, you know, spirit of religion, we're talking about the demons, okay? That's what we're talking about. All right. We're talking about demonic strongholds, principalities. This spirit of religion loves to hang out in churches, loves to hang out with believers, loves to get in your headspace, loves to speak to you. And it will say over and over and over again, the religious spirit will say to you, you need to be quiet. Don't lift up your voice. You can't praise him here. And Jesus answered, I tell you, if these become silent, The stones will cry out. I think he he had Psalms in mind when he said, the rocks will cry out. The mountains and the hills will cry out. The fire and the hail and the wind and the clouds and the beast and all the cattle. He, He was saying everything will cry out in praise if you try to keep the praise of my people quiet. So listen, there's a real super practical application to this. When you hear, listen to me, and I bind and rebuke any spirit of divination that would love to to confuse, and I open up our minds now in Jesus' name, and I declare, your word is true. Any thought that says to you, Don't lift your voice to praise the Lord is a spirit of religion. Any thought, listen to me, young people, old people, any thought that says, what are people going to say about me if I do that? I wonder what she'll think about me if I lift up my hands. I wonder what they'll think about me if I start hopping around because I can't dance. I wonder what will happen if I begin to sing because I don't have that good of a voice. I, I wonder what will, what will people say about me if, if I was to shout. They would think maybe I'm emotionally stable. What would people think? 
you're under the influence of a spirit of religion. Because the spirit of religion wants to keep you quiet. It wants to keep you to hold your praise. It wants to say, okay, listen, come together and you can worship. But whatever you do, don't lift up your, your voice, voice. Like, don't, don't take authority. Don't, don't, don't shout before the Lord. You know, you can stand there quietly. But whatever you do, don't move those feet. Don't lift up those hands. Listen, I'm telling you. God ain't saying to you, oh, don't lift up your hands. Is this real practical or what? Listen, or do you hear me? God ain't saying, oh, no, I really don't need that praise. That's okay. You stay comfortable. The enemy wants to influence you. And so many of us are blind because the enemy has blinded us and is saying, we've got to be here and be, be respectful or whatever. He will throw any excuse at you to keep you quiet. We've got to understand that your praise is due God. He deserves all your praise, but also that your praise is a weapon. And that when you begin to lift up your voice, those things in the spirit start to happen because you're saying, I'm going to praise the Lord. It's not a good idea. It's God's purpose for your life. The purpose of your praise is to lift up God no matter where you're at or what's going on, no matter who's next to you, no matter if it's your first date or you married her for 50 years, it doesn't matter what she thinks if you give God the praise. Now, I'm not saying this from a place of I got it all together. I'm saying this from a place of that this has been one of the greatest lessons I've learned in my life in the last three or four years. The power of our praise. Because God is setting us free. And as we, listen, God has called us to be, uh, we are a house of prayer. Yes. God has called us to, to lead something in the, in the avenue of worship as a church. It's, it's just who we are. Okay? God doesn't bring this many anointed, gifted people together for them to sit in the pews. Okay? There's something in worship that God has called us to do to impact this region, this area, this nation, the world. Right? There's a, there's a reason for it. But we've got to continue to grow in it. Okay, and so the enemy says, you worship the Lord, but, 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 but listen, praise, you know, that's a little weird, and that's definitely where those first-time guests don't come back, you know. <laughs> oh, was that, was that my ungodly belief that just slipped out there? Listen, there's something that we've got to get, but I, I'm here to tell you, it has nothing to do with your personality, it's who you, who you were created to be. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. But praise is a choice. One of the myths that we can fall into is this, is that I'll, I'll praise him when the Spirit moves me. Now listen, when the Spirit moves you, you better get on up there and, and praise, okay? But if you're waiting for the Spirit to move you, you're going to miss out on a big chunk of what God has for you. Because praise is a choice. It's a choice. Matter of fact, there's a, there's a word in Scripture that goes with praise. I don't want to kill your vibe right now, but it's, it's sac sacrifice of praise. There's something about bringing a sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice, that ain't no fun. Uh, but, 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 it, but it's a choice. It's choosing to praise God even when the Spirit's not moving you, even when you, when you don't feel like it. You see, we can fall into this, 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 mm, <laughs> Help me, Lord. Uh, we, we can fall into this thing where we, where we identify more with the culture than the kingdom. Okay? So listen, listen. We do this. Listen, we, we, do the, we, I mean, we do this in so many ways, right? We do it politically. Okay? We do it with our family. We do it with our, with our, with our background, where we came from. We identify with culture more than we do with the kingdom. Okay? And, and so, you know, there's this. Somebody got us this little pillow, and it's really cute. And I think they even sell them at Hobby Lobby. And y'all know Hobby Lobby is a Christian company, you know? And it's got these cute little arrows. And there's scriptures in, in the Bible about arrows. And it says, follow your heart. And it's in this real beautiful script. It says, follow your heart. And, and I mean, 
y'all go home, you probably, half of us got something in our house that says follow your heart, right? I mean, it's, it's just this phrase, it's this saying, and it's this beautiful, lovely little, little, little phrase. We were talking about this on Tuesday with the staff, and one of our staff members, I won't point her out, but uh, she said, I just hate that. It's just so ungodly. And I got to think about it, and I was like, you're exactly right. I mean, I mean the, the, the scripture says that the heart is deceitfully wicked. So follow your heart, and I think you might be headed down the wrong path. Follow your heart. And, and, and so, so many of us are up here, well, we, God, we're just following our heart, you know, towards you. And yet in our heart, listen, if our heart has not, has not been wholly redeemed, and that, what he said, our heart can take us down some, some bad places. Jeremiah says it, deceitful, then all else is desperately sick. Who can understand it? And yet, yet there's this tension because praise is a choice when we don't feel like it and our heart doesn't want to praise. Still, the psalmist said, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. The psalmist is speaking to his soul. He's speaking to his heart. And he's saying, heart, I'm not following you and your backwards arrows where you want to take me. I am telling my heart to bless the Lord. My heart will bless the Lord. Matter of fact, my soul will bless the Lord. Because I'm going to choose today what it's going to do. And some of us need to make a choice because we're not feeling this praise thing. We're not feeling this, this thing in life and, and stuff has happened. But the scripture tells us that if we will tell our soul, that we will tell our heart what to do, that uh, something will rise up with inside of us and we will begin to bless the Lord. Because we have to speak to it. We have to tell it what to do. And there's more scripture. Listen to first service and you'll get that. What do we do? He psalmist says twice in 108 and in 57, he says, my heart is steadfast, O God. And he says it again, like chapters later, my heart is steadfast to God. Why do you think he's telling his heart to be steadfast? Because his heart ain't acting steadfast. It's wanting to chase whoever and whatever. But he's saying, my heart will be steadfast in you, God. It's a choice. And so we're saying we're going to choose today to praise the Lord. We're going to choose for our heart and soul to come in alignment with what he wants us to do. So what do you do when you've chosen to praise and you recognize praise in your heart? You feel this emotion. You know it's a godly emotion. You've chosen to praise. So what does it look like? Especially when the tension is there that, as Apostle Paul talks about so well in 2 Corinthians 9, he says this, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The psalmist says, who can speak of the mighty deeds of the Lord or show forth all his praise? How do you put into words? who God is or what he's done. He's indescribable. There is nothing that we can say, nothing that we can do that will in any way measure up whatsoever to who God is. So how do we do anything to describe an undescribable God? How do we do anything in praise to be able to tell of his good works when good is such... He's good. I mean, listen, y'all. People are saying that, that awesome burger at Burger King is good. What is it called? The, the, the impossible thing? They're, they're calling it good. You know what I mean? Calling this good. And we're calling God good. There's an impossible burger that's not any beef. People calling it good. And we call God good. The English language has failed us. How do we call it good? How do do we describe God? What do we say about God? How do we say who he is? How do we tell someone that doesn't know about God what what he really means to us? So the tension is there that we can't describe him because he's indescribable. But then we find, we find in scripture, in Psalm 51, it says, O Lord, 
open my lips that I may declare your praise. And some of us are stuck right there. So let me talk to the men for a moment. We hold stuff in, okay? And we, and we, and we shut down. And that's kind of how we can tend to live our lives, right? Emotionally, relationships, jobs. So we come into the church, and it's the same, 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 right? We come in and we shut down because we, 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 we don't know. So, so there comes a time where you just need to say to the Lord, God, you're good. <laughs> because you can't find a word or anything to say, so you just need to, as the psalmist said, God, open my lips. God, help me to open up my mouth and vocalize something that will fall short, but that will be in a, my best attempt to give you praise. So there's a requirement to open up our mouth in praise that we have to... There's a phrase that, that you'd hear in my house. Me and Terry use this all the time. And, and we, we tell our, our children this all the time. We say, we say, use your words. Use your words. And it comes from that great theologian, Daniel the Tiger. Daniel Tiger, which if you don't have kids, is the, the, the current day uh, uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, Presbyterian minister, Mr. Rogers. Tom Hanks, get ready to play Mr. Rogers, somebody. Mr. Rogers, and so it's now a cartoon uh, illustrated uh, 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 Daniel the Tiger. He's a tiger, and he's Daniel. And he, he, he teaches lessons like Mr. Rogers. And, and it's remarkable because he teaches uh, ethics and morals and, and, and good behavior. And, and so he sings everything in song. And so he sings this song. He says, use your words, use your words. They love me, don't they? He says, he says, use your words to say how you feel. I know the tune. You, where's, where's my parents at? Something small. But, but use your words to say how you feel. And uh, that's kind of like the, the, the children's feeling wheel for me, you know, like, I have to remind myself sometimes, like, Adam, use your words and talk to Tara. Like, you feel a certain way. Use your words, Adam. And yet, there's this incredible truth that we find in Scripture where God says, listen, you got to use your words. You got to talk to me in order to praise. You have this praise that's in, inside of you. It's in your heart. And it's a feeling. It's actually a good feeling, and it's a feeling that I put there. And I know it's emotional, but... It's okay to be emotional. And so, so, so you're going to do this. But in order to let the praise out, you've got to use your words. And so if, if there is crying happening in my house, you'll hear me say, use your words. Because I don't understand crying. If there's fussing or complaining, I'll say, oh, use your words. Because I don't understand what you're saying. When there's laying on the floor, kicking your feet, throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of the mall, which has never happened. Uh, I'm going to say, Use your words. Use your words, because I don't understand this. I can't translate this. Use your words. It's the same thing that Holy Spirit is saying to us today, right now, when we come into his presence and we shut down and we seclude ourselves in worship and we're feeling something, but we're not doing anything, and Holy Spirit is saying to you, he's saying to you men, he's saying to you women, use your words. If you want to praise me. You gotta let your praise out, but you gotta use your words. I don't understand that cold heart. I don't I don't understand that dark face in church. I know I know everything's not going perfectly like you would intend, but but I'm gonna tell you if if you would tell your face what your heart feels about me, and then if your face would tell your body to loosen up a little bit and move around, if if you would put a word to what I'm doing in your life. Even if you don't feel it, if you would put a word to who you know that I am, even when it doesn't seem to be working out in your favor right now, if you'll put some words to who you know I am, the goodness of me, you'll see me intervene in your life. But to be praisers, we've got to use our words. We've got to put words to it. And I got one more point, and I'm going to stop here. 
So we've got to use our words. Yeah. Lastly, well, let me say this, Psalm 40, he says, I'm just, listen, it's all Psalms today. We're all in scripture. But you know there's power in that, right? Because it's the word. It's not something I'm talking about. I mean, I know Daniel Tiger, that's good. Okay, and that's, that's a good illustration. That's not the word of God, but we tied it to the word of God, right? Because he said, open my mouth. So it is Bible, right? So the Bible is what is the power. It's why you feel something right now. You realize that. It's why you connect with this message because you're connecting with the word of God because your heart's receiving it, right? That's why you feel something. And so Psalm 40 verse 10 says, I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. Oh, wait a minute. The psalmist has got it figured out here in a moment. He says, I've had not hidden it. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. So it's not hidden in his heart. Now he's speaking it. And then what does he say? He says, I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. This is a point that we have to get and people will argue with you. And I'm telling you, listen to this. You can't praise all by yourself. It's a myth that the enemy will, will allow you to, 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 to believe. He will speak to you and say, you don't need other people. You don't need to worship with those folks. You don't need to be at church. You can do this from home. The enemy will speak to you and try to get you to see something, but, but the psalmist understood that it was in the congregation that he had to sing the praises of God. So this is what happens is that our words have to be spoken, and the psalmist realized they have to happen in the congregation. In Luke chapter 24, this is, this is New Testament, y'all. This is Jesus. He said this. While he was blessing them, Jesus, this is blessing. This is after he's raised from the dead. He parted from them and was carried up into heaven. Whoop, Jesus is gone. The last, here's the last three verses of the book of Luke. And they, and, and they after worshiping him, returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Wait, Jesus is gone. He left them. Holy Spirit ain't there yet, but they still have joy. Because every encounter with Jesus leaves you with joy and it leaves you with hope. And they returned with great joy and were continually in the temple praising God. So the disciples went where? To the temple. Because they said, Jesus, you just left. But I know I got to go back and praise you in the temple. It was that important. Imagine that. Psalm 107, let them extol him also in the congregation of the people and praise him at the seat of the elders. Psalm 25, from you comes my praise in the great assembly. Over and over and over again, scripture talks about how we must gather together in the temple and the assembly and in the congregation and praise the Lord. You can't do it alone. Psalm 34, if you guys could join me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. It's an invitation. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, with me. With me. It's an invitation to say, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name what? Together. So wait a minute. This whole gathering together on a Sunday is, is in the Bible. And we got to praise him. There's something that connects with God and our purpose when we do it. And here's what I want to encourage you and leave you with, church. Listen, I'm telling you, we're, we're on, you know, people get together. Listen, I got some good stuff for you next week, all right? Um, I got to save it for next week. When you get together, it can't help but, 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 but songs of praise breaking out, okay? Think about it like this. From the beginning of time, we were praising God. But as I begin to study this, here's what I realized. In the Old Testament, like Miriam was this first, first worship leader, right? She grabbed a tambourine and she started making a noise and, and, and God loved it. But then you know what David did? He got all kinds of instruments together and they began to worship him. So it wasn't just the tambourine. It was all kinds of instruments. And then, and then David actually paid musicians and singers to play skillfully. So wait a minute. There's, there's a steady improvement here, Right? I mean, it's good, but now we're getting it together. Are you with me? Right? New Testament, we know that they came together, they sang, but, but the scripture, Paul talks about it, about singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So what does that mean? New Testament church, you know what they were doing? They were, they were writing, began to write songs of God. They weren't just saying, okay, we're going to just read the psalms, but Paul made a clear distinction, hear me on this, a difference between the Psalms and the hymns. They were writing new stuff. 
So there's a progression of praise as we see, as we have moved along in the course of history. And I'm telling you, church, we're at a place in the course of human history where we're beginning to understand and get just a slight picture of what worship is going to be like in heaven. I mean, listen, we got all kinds of people worshiping the Lord. And you can get unsaved people to come to a worship concert and they love it because God is there. Because they understand that worship is, is drawing near to God and God is drawing near to them and everybody is, 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 is created in the image of God. And so even though they don't know him, they're recognized, they're connecting in some way with some kind of purpose and destiny. But I'm telling you, church, there's a different level of praise that God is taking us to. And as much as, as, as worship has swept across the nation in the last 20 or 30 years, listen, I'm telling you, there's something about praising the Lord that we have yet to understand that I believe we are just stepping into that is going to be an incredible explosion of God's glory all throughout this region. When we understand the power and the purpose of our praise. Would you stand with me? Listen, y'all, Bill's out of town. And if he knows I didn't take up an offering today, and then I get in the office Monday, and I see Sharon, and she goes to Adam, you take up an offering. So we're in the service with praise. And here's what we got buckets up here at the front. If you're bringing your offering, write checks payable to Oasis City Church, use the envelopes, go online and do it that way. Um, Let me encourage you to do that because, you know, nobody wants to have a bad Monday. I'm telling you, there's something that's going to be released here, though. And this praise thing that we're getting, and we're going to talk about it more next week. But here's what I'm going to ask you to do, too. Next week, we're going to bring a, a praise of thanksgiving to the Lord. And we're going to tell you how to do it very, very soon on our connections page, on our Facebook page. So we'll get the word out. We'll send an email. But I'm telling you, we're, we're going to do something that's going to be incredible. I got an idea, and we just got to put it together. Um, and it's going to be an explosion of praise in the house next week. I'm telling you, it's going to be incredible. But listen to this. Psalm 22.3, the verse that we started off with and read enthroned God inhabits the praises of his people he inhabits the praises of his people he's enthroned on the praises of people how does this make sense God's already on the throne right you're not talking about the throne up in heaven you're talking about the throne on your heart and when you begin to praise the Lord all of a sudden here's what happens the purpose of your praise is this is that God becomes king of your heart when you say, okay, I don't care what they think. I don't care what I sound like. I don't care if I open up a mouth. All of a sudden you're saying, God, you can have first place. God, you're king. God, you got it. So you be enthroned. So this is what happens when we praise. God becomes enthroned, not in heaven. He's already there. He becomes enthroned on your heart and in your life and in a personal way. So we're going to end the service like this. This is how we're going to end. Um, we're going to praise. For just a few minutes and then we will we will give you clear direction because we do want to have an opportunity to pray for people but we're going to praise and as we do praise if you if you brought a gift or you're giving today offering your tithes uh and you brought that and cash or check step out of your seat and come on up here to the front and give it that way and we're going to praise for just a moment come on lord